0: The Mental Health Show with Mark Haston.
1: Okay, so what you do is uh, you've, got, you've got this life and you've got some goals, you've got some good goals. or They're all good goals, I suppose. Uh, you've got some big ones, you've got some small ones. In this particular case, a lady thought, you know what, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And uh, after years and years of sort of building up for it and thinking that it's going to happen and all that sort of stuff, this particular person... Climbs Mount Kilimanjaro, but doesn't make it. Doesn't make it. So how does my next guest handle the disappointment of not making it? Now, uh, Susie Cottrell is a physiotherapist and, uh, and also, uh, teaches Pilates. But she decided to blog, maybe, uh, I'll check in a sec with Susie, but put out an article. Um, put out a paper, as some professors and scientists do, about how to handle disappointment. And I thought it would be really, really good to have Susie on. Susie, welcome along. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Really well, thanks. Really well. So tell us, how long ago did you, um, you know, have this feeling that you wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? When, when was, when, when did it sort of manifest itself?
0: Uh, manifested myself, it manifested when I was about uh, 11 years old, and I was uh, in in Tanzania with my parents, and I thought, that's an amazing-looking mountain, mm. just standing there, raising out of the plains. I thought, I'm going to climb that one day, and I was inspired by the fact that my dad had already climbed it.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: So, so you guys lived
1: in, you lived just backtracking, but you lived in Tanzania for a while, did you say?
0: No, my parents met in Tanzania, and they took me
1: back
0: when I was eleven to sort of show me where where it all began. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 which happened to include Mount uh, uh, the 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 the, you know this Mount
0: Mount Kilimanjaro,
1: this massive mountain. Yeah. So, how how just paint a bit of a picture? How how sort of high is it? It's
0: five thousand eight hundred and ninety five meters.
1: And and look, I am showing my ignorance here in terms of highest mountains in the world, where, where where does it rank?
0: Not actually sure where it is in the world mountain, but it's the highest freestanding mountain yeah. in the world.
1: okay, okay. So that was a while back, and then you thought you're going to get really serious about it. When did that happen? When did it really start to get serious?
0: So that was 30 years ago. So yeah. um, my dad's turning 70 this year, and I said to him, we should do something like, climb a mountain to celebrate his seventh year and, I like that and he said yeah great idea yeah. so Mount Kilimanjaro was it
1: and and and, and, uh, and when when did you make the attempt how long ago was that
0: in January this year so we yeah. left Australia on the 3rd of January mm. and um, the summit day was was for my dad um, the the 12th of
1: January. Okay. Okay. What was your, what was going through your mind at the time in the build up, and particularly when you got there? And I mean, how, how were you feeling about it all?
0: I was incredibly nervous. Mm. Um, I wasn't quite where I wanted to be fitness wise. Mm. I would set myself a whole lot of goals, but I still would have liked more time. But I guess you always want that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was nervous, and I mean, it's a you don't know how you're going to respond to altitude. So I think that was a big. Factor playing on my mind, and sometimes I'm a bit of a catastrophizer as well, so mm. I was anxious about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Tell us what happened.
0: So, well, I planned and planned, and I set some really great goals. And first one was to train for it, and second one was to get on the plane and go to it, and buy all the gear and do all that, mm. um, and then get walking. Just start walking. And I thought, if I can just do the first day, it'll be okay. And, just get through the second day and I did all that and I was really enjoying it I just loved it Mm. and then just unfortunately I developed a chest infection at five thousand meters or I knew I thought I wasn't unwell I was unwell before I got to that point and Mm. I just thought this is silly to keep going it's only a mountain
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so what happened
0: so um, I went to base camp um, at 4,715 meters, and the, the team continued to go on, which was great. And they, then they took, a tw- it took them 12 hours to reach the summit, and then they came back and met me, and we continued back down the mountain together.
1: Wonderful. So when you got back, yeah. when you got back, as we discussed on the telephone call a while back, when I first spoke to you, you were sort yeah. of you were sort of inundated with people saying. You know, how did you cope with not making it? Just, 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 yeah. just, uh, re- re- just explain that.
0: Well, I was. I mean, I was initially disappointed. I suppose going up it, but I was amazed how many people said, "Oh, what a shame you didn't make it! Oh, what a disappointment!" Like, mm. and I thought, "Well, oh, well, I've never done anything like this before. I've never climbed a mountain before, and I did go up the mountain and mm. made it to five thousand meters. Mm. So I was feeling a real sense of achievement and i thought i wonder how other people struggle or deal with disappointments and and what makes somebody get through that yeah yeah and that's what made me write this little uh, blog
1: yeah so so tell us about the blog what 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 did you learn about it and, and how um you know how, how how did how did what you learned about that I'm I'm reluctant to say failure because that's the whole point of this conversation. But how did <laughs> you? Well, yeah. How did you learn from? It?
0: I I am a I'm a physiotherapist, and one of the biggest things I teach my clients is goal setting, the importance mm. of setting goals. Mm. And I think if I had just said to myself, "I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro," and had no mini goals or what I call stepping stone goals along the way, then. It may have been a big disappointment, but I had so many other little achievements leading up to it that I had this real sense of achievement.
1: Great, great, great! Yeah, and I know exactly what you're saying. This is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think people need to start thinking about the journey rather than the destination a lot more. Like, mm. part of the joy of going somewhere or achieving a goal is the journey to get there, and. I think that's a really important part to reflect on when you when you do experience not reaching your goal or your your destination or whatever it is.
1: And part of that, as you say, is setting mini goals along the way, rather than just simply saying, "I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro." Sure, I've got to get fit, and I'll do that. That's okay. I'll get on the on the plane. But set set yeah. mini goals along the way.
0: Yeah. So I started from my walk uh, as an example, of just saying first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure I get to walking ten thousand steps every day. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was my mini first mini goal. Mm. I achieved that. So mm. I was doing that regularly. I then said I want to be able to walk thirty five kilometers a week. Mm. Um and achieve that tick. Then I built that up to sixty kilometers. And just being able to do that and making the time to do it was just a real achievement for me in my life and getting away from my clinic and children and all of the other commitments I have, they were, they were really great goals to achieve.
1: And and so how did you actually feel yourself now that you look back at the time when you weren't able to achieve that goal? Uh,
0: I still feel like I've achieved something more than I ever thought I was going to. Or mm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have a sense of disappointment and that day when I, you know, this is it, I either go or I don't. I made the decision not to. I was disappointed. But also dealing with the reality, if I had gone, I could have got really, really sick and been really unwell. And Mm. what's the point in being like that? There's so much more to enjoy. Mm. So Mm. it it was more of a sense of, I don't want to miss out on what's next.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now... Uh, you know, a, a bit of times uh, transpired between then and now. Do you, do you feel even more inspired by what you did, given the fact that you've written this piece about setting mini goals and, and, and handling disappointment? Do you feel even more inspired about what you actually achieved on that mountain?
0: Absolutely. I think I've realised some things like success doesn't equal your happiness. Like mm. the, the joy that I get. And the happiness I've come is from the get is from the relationships I made on the journey. Mm. Um, I really believe, like, that you should set your next goal, like, to get over that disappointment. And, and I'm certainly planning my next hiking trip, maybe not at altitude, <laughs> um, but my next journey. Mm. And I I don't take pity in it. Like I own it. Like I made that choice. Mm. I made that choice not to not to climb. And it it might be a disappointment, but it was my
1: choice. One of the things you said earlier was, I thought, really poignant, and that was that you should enjoy the journey just as much as uh, achieving the goal. Some would suggest there's a view that you should enjoy the journey completely because when you get to the goal, you won't be satisfied. You want to just set another goal and another goal and another goal, and that becomes a bit unhealthy.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think <laughs> I think we, we're made up of these sort of long, we have in our heads, um And that's really good, but setting too many goals, you start to overload yourself, and I think Mm. that can lead to all sorts of issues within life and over-commitment, and um, that can potentially lead to sort of anxieties of not achieving, especially if you're not reaching all of those goals.
1: That's a really good point, um, Susie, actually, because yesterday I went through something very similar. I rang a friend for a particular reason, a dear friend of mine, and just spoke to him about some stuff, and... um, and he said to me, I think you're trying to achieve too much. I said, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. Da da, da I've written that down. Da, da, da. He said, mate, there's a hundred things there. He said, that ain't going to happen. And he, and he said, what will happen is you won't achieve them, which I'm not blaming you for. He's saying that to me. He said, I'm not blaming you for it. I'm not going to knock you for it or judge you for it, but you'll judge yourself. And he said, so one of the worst things to do is, is to, is to overcommit. And, and he said exactly what you said. He said, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, um, uh, think of a couple of things—a couple, not ten—but a couple of things you want to achieve this week, and then, and then, uh, you know, uh, set set the mini goals for those. He said that'll keep you busy enough, and I did that yeah. this morning, and he is right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hate and it I when think he's right. The more I read about it when I was sort of researching this or to write was um, looking at. Even with your long-term goals, yes, you set maybe three for the year. Mm. Don't set too many, and then set three stepping stone goals Absolutely. for those. Because otherwise, you do overcommit and you don't achieve. Mm. And yeah, it just—it's a vicious circle. Down then, I think you want to be aiming to achieve things to make yourself feel good. <laughs> and
1: yeah, no no, you're right Susie 100%. And and what's your philosophy of of once you achieve a goal, do you, do you feel as though it, you know, it's appropriate to pat yourself on the back or to celebrate or or what 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 is the next step once you achieve a
0: goal? I definitely think celebrating and enjoying your achievement is very important and again, I think that's part of the journey, not the destination, like mm. that I'm still i'm going I'm celebrating with the fact that I even cli- attempted to climb Mount yeah. Kilimanjaro mm. um I'm probably doing I did something that less than five percent of the population probably attempts to do and climb a mountain absolutely um and it was just such a brilliant experience that I want to celebrate it and I so I celebrate that by meeting up with the people that I climbed with looking back on photos discussing how great it was mm. but yes I do think that you want to I, I think you need to set your next goal
1: because you like to have a purpose. Yeah, oh well that's that's a given isn't it? Um having yes. having a purpose is, <laughs> you know having a purpose is is so so important. I've often told this story, but my father to the second last day to the the day he died had a purpose. I mean the 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 purpose has diminished in 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 intensity as he got older, yeah. but even even the last day that he got up when I took him into hospital. His purpose that day was to get up, get himself dressed, and ready for the hospital visit. That was his purpose. Um, but and he and he was always quite adamant. and We spoke about it often. He said, "The day I, you know, the day I get up uh, with no purpose, or the day I lie in bed with no purpose, will be the day that I start to die properly." Um, so and I think that's purpose a, is so a, important.
0: A, an important thing to remember. If we, you know, there's a
1: just say that again. You just dropped out then. No, it's a shame.
0: You're climbing a mountain. It be could a... be as simple as you said. I need to get out of my bed today and I need to walk to the kitchen. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever it is. Absolutely. But you achieve that and it just builds. Mm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Hey, Susie, what, so I know you touched on this. So what do you want to do next?
0: I like I like long walking. So I did a walk across the north of Spain a while ago, across the Camino, which is 800 kilometres. Um, oh. And I'd like to do something along those lines. Um, I'm thinking maybe in Australia I'd like to do the Larapinta Trail. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And And in terms of preparation for that, I guess it's just basically fitness, isn't it, really? Uh, well,
0: you can't think i So I couldn't,
1: I couldn't control that, but it's just meant. We just lost you there. I've just got you. The reason for
0: doing that is to maintain my fitness, I can do it.
1: Yeah, 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 we just lost you there at the end. Susie, that's great. Now, I mean, I I don't really know much about this article that you wrote, except that I know you wrote it. Where, where, Where is it? Where is it? Where did you put it?
0: At the moment, it's about to come out on my website. I haven't, I haven't um, published it. I um, run a business up in Brisbane yeah. called The Body Refinery, which is a Pilates and physiotherapy practice. Yeah, cool. Um, so it'll be published on our website.
1: Okay. And what's the website? What's the uh, URL for that?
0: The dot com
1: Lovely. And, you, and you've been doing physiotherapy and all that sort of stuff for a while. Yeah, I
0: was thinking about. Seventeen years 17 in physiotherapy years. Therapy now, well, and um, been it's, practicing it's, Pilates for about fifteen.
1: It's so important, isn't it? Our health and you know, m- the, you know, to maintain our body is is um, is not that difficult. We just need to be consistent with it.
0: And the biggest thing we're seeing is prevention is so much better than than cure.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, without doubt. One of the things I'm finding, I'm 61 now. I, I'm very achy. I get very achy, you know. I, even yeah. when even when I'm lying in bed, I'm aching. I don't know why. What, 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 what do you suggest?
0: Well, joint changes and things can be. Um, I'd, I'd I'd probably mm. go and have a chat to your physiotherapist or your GP, mm. um, or and maybe even a dietitian to have a look at whether there's any supplements you can add to your yeah. diet.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point.
0: Um, but just moving regularly the most important thing anybody can do is keep
1: moving keep moving yeah i agree in fact i'm going to go to the gym after this hey one last thing what about fatigue you you probably get a lot of people coming to you with fatigue what 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 do you generally i know everyone's different but what do you generally suggest there
0: well again building up so if you if you're doing too much and using too much your energy expenditure too high you're going to get fatigue. that's Mm. the the, the, the simple matter of it. So you need to train for endurance. So yeah. um, whether that be got just you, actually going to do it.
1: Got you back. So then, uh, yeah. I think
0: um, making sure you've got the right energy um, consumption in your diet, and then building up to make sure you've got that endurance mm. to avoid the fatigue.
1: Susie, thank you for that. That's great. Really good chat. Really enjoyed it. Congratulations on your achievements. Congratulations on your attitude toward the whole thing. And I hope that people will uh, take something out of this for sure. That's why I wanted to get you on. See
0: and listen to more now at thementalhealthshow.com. This podcast is part of the Oscars Network.